Shoot Your Shot Sports presents If It Has a Score, a podcast about movies, TV, sports, and more. Now, here are your hosts, Devin Lang and Wes Skim. Hello and welcome back to If It Has a Score. Happy November 16th. We're now like dead center of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, ha- halfway through and still halfway left. So, you know, yep. feeling pretty good. Starting to get much, much colder outside. Oh, unfortunately. Yeah, this is the weather segment. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, There's yeah. a cold front coming from the southern uh, New Mexico border. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's... I mean, it's. I think it's gonna snow this week. It snowed right? yesterday. I was driving um, up to, you know, the hometown, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was flurrying a bit. So that was pretty fun. I thought I saw that too in my headlights while driving. No, you're just going crazy. I <laughs> saw it. Yeah, you're right. It was only in <laughs> select areas, but yeah, around us, obviously, we have listeners across the globe. So different seasons yeah. <laughs> and different climates in different areas but i also wanted to say happy late election day that is the theme for this month and uh speaking of elections we had our own election if you will so two weeks ago uh we had fantasy fantasy sports and you voters voted for which team you thought was the best so i'd like to thank you all for voting for the winner and that was me by just one vote, correct? Very tight election. Yeah, it was a very election. close one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> by one um, vote. So we waited until after election day to announce this, just kind of something different we could do for this theme. Um, but next time we'll be on time. <laughs> um, <laughs> Normal time, yep. And then, as always, we have news. Uh, how about you go first? Switch me go up. first? Yeah. All right. Um, so the first bit of news... This one's near and dear to many people's hearts. Is uh, Kevin Conroy, the uh, voice of Batman for for years and years, he passed away this week. Um, if you don't know, Kevin Conroy was the uh, the voice of Batman alongside Mark Hamill for the, as the Joker uh, for like multiple projects. Like he was the voice for so long. Um, and so yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see who ends up being the new voice of Batman, we've got a lot of voice actors and it's like one of those coveted roles where it's if you're if you're Batman in any animated thing, it's like wow, you get like maximum cool points for that. Everyone I, loves you. I could imagine, yeah. And now these are T V shows or movies or both? Both. both. T V shows, animated movies, video games. Video even. games, cool, nice. Um Well yeah, he's done a lot. That is unfortunate situation but like you said since they continue to make projects this is one of those things where they're inevitably going to move on at some point in time and then we'll just uh, so there's no uh, prospects at all or i guess there would probably just be rumors at this time right i mean people are still just in the mourning process i'm sure i yeah there's no words yet no one's really been talking about replacement we're still kind of mourning the loss here mm-hmm. um and i don't know what projects are in development that this might affect okay uh, so i guess we're just gonna have to wait and see especially with the the new heads of the dc studios uh who, who oversee both the live action and the animated side of the films and tv series um 
they're going to have some decisions to make now. So, and now that they're in charge, this is where the uh, all the the different work starts to come in. Yeah, will it be one of their first big decisions since this um, merge or new kind of um, little front bit. office? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, part of the merge was just like creative choices and where where's the whole film series going to go yeah story wise mm-hmm. um so i mean this just adds to the pile of things that i'm sure was already on their plate gotcha okay yeah next bit of news um so alec baldwin is in the news yet again mm-hmm. um he's part of a, a new lawsuit that is being filed against film crew members on the rust film set same film um, right same film okay. for the uh, the shooting of Helena Hutchins, mm-hmm. um, and that was last October that 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 happened. Um, but there's a new suit now being filed against multiple film crew members, and um, Baldwin is one of the um, defendants now. So um, sounds like they're still trying to figure out like where to place the blame mm-hmm. and um, where to. I don't know. I don't know if it's really like a, at this point setting things right or if it's just trying to point fingers, you know? Yeah. That There's something going on with this film. I mean, obviously, <laughs> um, even I can state something like that knowing, I mean, I don't even know what it's about, to be honest with you. And like who I else is involved? I think it's a Wild West movie. I really okay. don't know too much about it. I just okay. keep seeing it in the news. That's all I know about it. And I probably would have, I mean, we know where I'm at with new releases and movies of other genres that I guess maybe aren't ones that I go and try to see all the time. Um, but yeah, this I feel like would be the only way I would hear about it, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> um, well, the bah- suit itself is placed against... Um, Basically anyone in charge of like the props and the the guns. So like mm-hmm. the the armorer, the assistants, um, the supply store that supplied the guns and the 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 uh, ammo. So like every prop single masters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically anyone who was in that sort of line uh, is part of the group being sued now. Hmm. And now I'm wondering. You'll have to get your like history knowledge ready, but has anything like this ever happened? Um, or not exactly like this, but similar, where there's lawsuits going on during filming about something that took place during the filming process? Um, I mean, I can think of a couple examples where something went wrong in the filming or production process, and there was probably lawsuits that came out, but... You know, I've never really like researched to see if there are lawsuits. That's the thing. So like, that's true. One of the ones I can think of is there was this Broadway show called uh, Spider-Man, um, something the dark, turn off the dark or something like that. Uh, it was a Broadway sh- musical about Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> and you had multiple actors who played Spider-Man um, fall from an enormous height and get injured or even die. I think. Jeez. Um because of the the rigging of the fly systems or like the the secure of the uh their harnesses and everything Mm -hmm. i really don't know exactly what caused it 
But I would assume that that led to some lawsuits or firings of, of crew and stage crew and uh, other production team members. It would have to, um, I would assume, yeah. And then there's there's people who get hurt on set doing stunts and everything, and that probably leads to some sort of lawsuit or settlement with the company. Um, so, I mean, any time that you have some sort of danger to actors, you do risk there being some sort of wrongful death lawsuit or wrongful injury or any of that yeah i mean i guess this is just the most recent and the most relevant but i would assume that this is not the first time so i just kind of wanted to uncover that a little bit yeah i wouldn't think so i haven't i don't have any other like specific examples besides this but i would assume that this has happened before Mm -hmm. since you know people in america love suing people (laughs) yeah that's true um I mean, we saw the defamation case um, and just how viral that went. Of course, that's kind of based on where it was. Um, but I mean, people were like glued to their screens uh, or their phones if you were streaming it through there. I mean, people were just people are kind of interested in this at the same time. Well, yeah, I mean, as as a society or as a, a societal practice or pop culture phenomenon, uh, true crime sort of things are, are really blowing up in popularity. And I would say that like courtroom dramas and stuff are part of that as well. Yeah. So uh, to see like it actually happening in real life, like it's like free enter- entertainment, you know? That's true. And then another thing that's popular right now is um, kind of in the same vein, um, documentaries about murderers and serial killers. And then obviously it gets to the point to where they get captured and same thing, they're in the courtroom and stuff and they have that footage because it was such a nationally covered thing. Um, but that's something, like you said, that people find interesting is right. that courtroom drama and um, seeing how people of certain statures, it's weird thinking that those people are famous, but they are. But seeing how like, people of certain statures handle themselves in court and... Yeah, like even people in power and everything aren't yeah. like free of embarrassing themselves in front of millions of people. In right, court, you know? right. I mean, in certain cases, this is all that some people are watching. And now there's even more ways to watch these things. Like I said, you can stream them from your phone. and Yeah, it's so much easier to find. I don't even know how people can. were watching that Johnny Depp thing. How was it on? It was like Facebook Live. That's what I, I thought. Say. Yeah, I knew, I knew it was on like social media. I didn't know which one. Yeah, it was like Facebook Live. But like before that, you had to go to the courthouse to see the stuff <laughs> or like see parts of newscasts yes. covering it. But you were never going to see the whole thing, I don't think. You just see part of the the courtroom discussion. I know. It's just a different time we live in, so... Um, not that this is to that extent, but I do think there's maybe some yeah. elements of that. Oh, for sure. It's, it's like, uh, you see an accident and you can't look away. Yeah, that's kinda, right. Yeah. You slow down and you yeah. have to like look and see what's happening. Yeah. That's kind of what people are doing with, uh, this news, I would say. Bunch so. of sickos. <laughs> Freaks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, last bit of news. I wanted to run down, um, the box office standings right now. Just, uh. A quick bit of news because, you know, this is something that changes every single week and it really formats like what's going to stay in the theaters, what's going to stand the test of time and what might just kind of fizzle out and die. <laughs> so 
right now, Black Panther just opened up. Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever, mm-hmm. just opened up this weekend. Um, and it's grossing as of Friday, or as of Saturday morning, with stand-ins from Friday and, uh, I believe, late Thursday, uh, $84 million. Okay. Which is a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and putting it way far ahead of the second place that weekend, Black Adam. Okay. Which only is grossing for like this uh, for Friday, two million seven hundred fifty thousand. Oh, only. so it's like a huge difference. <laughs> but it there. is a big difference between the two. Yeah, I mean, Black Adam's been out for a couple weeks now, but still, like that's a that's a really big difference. Very significant. Um, also, I haven't heard of that, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> I know Black Panther, but Black Adam. No, I haven't heard of That's that. That's the DC one that The Rock is playing. Oh, I'm surprised I hadn't heard of it. It was a pretty good movie. Pretty good. I mean, both, like, Black Panther was, was okay. I, I oh. think, like, the first one stands up a bit better. I, I saw it on, on Friday. Nice. Um, it it had its moments. It had some, some cool introductions that's going to affect the rest of the films. But um, as a movie itself, it's one that I, I don't really see the need to, like, watch again if I were re-watching the Marvel movies, you know? Um, it's not really... I don't know. It it wasn't as big of a phenomenon as the first Black Panther was. Like the first Black Panther was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it's just because uh, Chadwick Boseman passed away, uh, and like maybe a little bit of the magic is gone, and we know that Disney decided to. And this is like public knowledge. Before the movie came out, they decided not to recast him and to just have his character like um, be written out of oh. of the the films, and. I could see that I, upsetting some people, yeah. People are torn on it. Yeah. It's, it's nice because it's like when a, when a player's number gets retired. Yeah. It's like that that is reserved for them, you know, it's because respectful. of how great they were. Mm. It's a respect thing. And yeah. Chadwick Boseman was such a great guy. And Black Panther, even though he, he was only in the role like for like four movies, I want to say. It's four or five movies. movies. Um, he... And, and for such a short period of time, too, it's seemingly compared to like Robert Downey Jr. or um, Chris Evans as Captain America. Yeah. Um, it's still like, it was a big deal. He was the first film Black Panther. And yes. like, um, the movie was just amazing. And he did such a great job in the role. Um, but people were torn on whether they should have done what they did. Or whether they should have just recast Black Panther because there's still a lot of story to be told for the original Black Panther. So um, I don't know. It's it's a it's a hit or miss. I think it could have gone both ways. Uh, the movie itself, in my opinion, the movie itself was you know okay. Yeah. Like it's not the worst Marvel movie, but it's not in my top at all. So yeah. Like it's worth a watch, but. I'm not going to go out and see it like 10 more times. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I shouldn't have used such a blanket statement saying I guess people are going to be upset. I, Like you said, see both sides. I know that this is uh, a large history of fans. I mean, it dates back to comic books. Right. Um, right. So there's people that want it to follow a certain storyline to a T, but these films from what i'm familiar with the film is they, its own thing they yeah. never follow they draw um, inspiration from the comics yes. but it's not exactly to a t what the mm-hmm. comics do and then obviously you want to handle this situation very delicately very respectfully and hopefully that there are some fans that uh can appreciate that right so right. again both sides 
Well, following Black Adam is uh, Ticket to Paradise. Honestly, have not heard a single thing about that movie. Me so I, I mean, it's doing okay. Lyle Lyle Crocodile, the movie based on the book, uh, starring, I believe, I want to say it's like, um, who is it? Ed Sheeran or something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to say his music's in there or something. Um, and then uh, Smile. The horror film is still on the top five, only grossing eight hundred thousand for Friday. But you know that's still a significant amount of money for how long it's been out. I want to say it came out mid October. So, um, yeah, just wanted to give the top five right there. We've got plenty more movies coming out in the next few weeks. Most notably for me, uh, in two weeks, Glass Onion, the sequel to Knives Out. Oh um, yeah, you're speaking I'm, I'm about I'm super that. excited yeah. about. My buddy and I are going to go see it in theaters. Uh since I mean, it's going to be it's a Netflix film, so okay. it's going to stream yeah. on Netflix, but they're doing like a limited release thing in theaters, so Yeah. I definitely want to go see that. All right, How and that's it that? for yeah. yeah, that's it for movie news. Going to hand it off to you. What you got for sports? Sure. So we know I always talk about it's in season, it's football, it's hockey, it's basketball right now. Um, there's other leagues and other elements of these sports. So something that I've only talked about a few other times is college football. So we're going to talk some college football. Um, okay. Last week, I didn't go over it, but in the previous week of college football, week 10, there were multiple upsets. So two big ones included unranked Notre Dame defeating fourth-ranked Clemson, 35 to 14 and 10th ranked LSU defeating 6th ranked Alabama in overtime 32 to 31. So that was last week. Uh, games are played on Saturday and some other weekend days, but in week 11 there were also multiple upsets. So that includes unranked Purdue defeating the 21st ranked Illinois 31 to 24 and unranked Arizona defeating ninth-ranked UCLA 34-28. to So kind of some unexpected. Usually the team that is ranked is usually pounding down. The, yeah, it's still going to uh, beat all the unranked. Yeah, unranked teams. They but rank Notre them up Dame to 25. Like, Notre Dame is a, a good team. Yeah, they're... Like from, from the past, everyone's always talking about Notre Dame. Yeah, they're one of the legendary schools. I mean, recency bias, if you're thinking of the best teams we've talked about in the show a little bit, I mean, Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State have been prevalent for a very long time, especially with this new college football playoff uh, set up. Um, but then they've always done rankings. Um, so... They've always been high in the ranks, but now they're starting to see some new teams in the the rankings. Like Tennessee is uh, high up there. They've kind of been dropping a little bit, but Tennessee's a new one in there. Notre Dame uh, starting to get some relevancy. Um, Illinois is uh, ranked, which, I mean, they're usually towards the lower end, but they've also been unranked and things in the past. So you're kind of starting to see a shift. And I don't know if I've mentioned it on this show. I mean, this could be a whole episode long thing um, about how the athletes weren't paid before. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure we both agree there, but there is a way for them to monetize themselves. Now it's called 
uh, NIL deals, name, image, and likeness. I'm not oh, sure okay. if you've like heard about this. And yeah, stuff. so you've probably seen a commercial. Um, you may not know who it is, but it's probably a college athlete. <laughs> Some sort of commercial um, in any way. I mean, and then there's random things. Um, there's some different traditions in college football. I know like a player got mustard uh, sprayed on him. So then a company that makes mustard um, sponsored one of the athletes. Uh, there's just random, like if there's a restaurant nearby your campus uh, and it's very popular there, you're a popular athlete on campus. They want to use you for advertisement. So now we're seeing a world where athletes can actually make like a million dollars a year and stuff from uh, their own name, image, and likeness. Before they weren't able to do that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool because you know, like the amount of work you put in to be a college athlete, mm-hmm. that's a lot of practices, a lot of time. It's like sometimes it's really hard to even balance your classes on top of it. It's like a yes. full time job. So like. I feel like some sort of comp- compensation is necessary. Of course, there's like scholarships and maybe like events and stuff, but that that doesn't even begin to cover the amount of work that you're putting in. It doesn't. And then I think a aspect that people tend to forget is that they are when they're not playing at home, they are traveling for these games. Now they do have it set up on a sort of regional basis, like s- schools in the south play in the south. Uh, schools on the west coast play in the west coast but the kind of conglomerate of schools in the midwest keeps growing and growing um so penn state in pennsylvania is included um Mm -hmm. so you got to go from illinois to penn state um and now they're trying to add uh teams from california into like a midwest conference so you're Mm -hmm. gonna have people traveling from ohio to california Um, when they're also, like you mentioned, supposed to be studying and supposed to be, (laughs) um, trying to pass their classes and focus on that as well, because they don't all end up becoming NFL, NBA, MLB, uh, professional athletes. Some of them, they are there, um, utilizing their scholarship and getting their four year degree. And I mean, it's awesome that they get that opportunity, but they also shouldn't be, uh, dropping grades in classes because, Right, like it shouldn't, and and this is the case for so many, like for high school and uh, middle school and, you know, like other sports teams with academics, it's always been like school comes first. Yes. But for this, this is like a career for them. Yes. So it's like school does kind of come first, but at the same time, like this is my job. Yeah, I mean, when you're on a game that's, televise there's packed stadiums people cheering i mean it's hard to then go back to that classroom of 20 to 30 students or i mean some of those campuses have larger classrooms i'm thinking of uh, my experience but still nonetheless uh i mean it's hard to transition from one aspect of the world to another and to kind of shut that off and to focus on school but uh one thing i wanted to point out i feel like we kind of always talk about these underdogs we talk about some of these teams that have been relevant for a long time in their respective sport i mentioned alabama for college football and georgia uh we've talked about the patriots winning a million super bowls and golden state warriors winning a bunch of finals Mm -hmm. and uh it's kind of just cool 
this is just something that people like to see in sports is not the same team winning all the time. Uh, so it's almost, like I said, you start to see people rooting against the best teams. You obviously start seeing the opposite. You see people being like, oh, I've always been an Alabama fan. Like, no, you haven't. Right. <laughs> um, you liar. And then potentially if other teams starts picking it up, like maybe now those Alabama fans are Georgia fans. Um, but, yeah, people just like seeing things change year to year uh, and even week to week. Uh, so people like seeing – these teams not go undefeated and not win it every single year. They like seeing some of these other teams, like you mentioned, Notre Dame and Illinois, uh, even though they dropped this week, uh, they've been doing well. Uh, they like seeing them win some games uh, and kind of switch things up from what people are familiar with. Mm-hmm. And then next, a sport that I think maybe we have, may have just mentioned but i don't know if i've ever done news about it before um so there were ufc fights on yesterday fights typically take place on saturday for boxing ufc uh other important events those celebrity boxing that i don't even know yeah who covers that i don't, I don't know if you cover that or if i cover that <laughs> or we... yeah it's like a middle ground <laughs> um I mean, it depends on who the celebrity is i guess so um but for this one we're talking ufc so don't gotta go there. Uh, it was UFC 281. Um, it's a very popular sport. It's always pay per view, um, but you can still go to your local bar, or restaurant, and catch it. And yeah. it's one of those that people gather for. Um, but the news story, uh, the most major one in my opinion, is professional mixed martial arts fighter Frankie Edgar retired. Yeah. After his heartbreaking loss to Chris Gutierrez. Yeah, that was a rough... I watched that last night. Oh, wow. That was a rough fight. He got knocked out pretty early. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I remember there being a comment by uh, the commentators that, like, this is often how it goes down for the heroes. It's like their last fight, they end up on their backs. And when you've been fighting for so long and you've been doing this for so long to where you're on the verge of retirement, it's more mm-hmm. likely to happen. Um, there were so many other fights that night that were so good and, and like really good fights, like yeah. how long they were and how, uh, the, the different maneuvers that the fighters put on and that one, it was just kind of disappointing to, mm-hmm. to see it be so short. You know? Right. This one was not the main card, um, but this, like I said, was a important fight. Uh, there was obviously this storyline afterwards. I know that there was obviously a very hyped up, uh, women's fight. Uh, oh yeah. Which is typical actually, um, for this sport. Right. Those, um, we talked about this a little bit off air, but those are oftentimes like really, really good fights. So, yeah. so sometimes a better fight on the card. Sometimes, I mean, yeah. card could go either way. Um, you look at it on paper. Uh, but you never know what you're going to get when they're in the cage. But yeah, that was a good fight too. Um, I really like the one. Gosh, I don't, I don't know their names because I'm newer to watching this. My friends watch it, so <laughs> I like when I'm hanging out with them, I just sit and watch it too. Yeah, it's and there was it's on. one where this dude was just like bleeding all over this other dude from his like nose and everything. Yeah, and I felt so bad for the man on the ground. <laughs> like, like if if I were in that moment, I would be like, okay, I'm done. You know what? Give him the win. I got to go shower. This is disgusting. Yeah. It's not for everybody because, yeah, I mean, they're being interviewed 
right right after um but people really like uh the play-by-play and the analysts um it's been the same crew for so long oh yeah um so people enjoy those interviews um but like you said earlier you like to see the someone that's been on top for so long um go out with a win uh we kind of talked about this with professionals and other sports but when time father time catches up it's not always going to go that way um so i did want to go over some highlights so after 15 years in the cage he has accomplished many feats a few of these are a ufc championship multiple successful title defenses multiple fight of the knights and he finishes with a record of 23 11 and 1 at the age of 41 so again one of those things that there's young uh up-and-comers right now there's also fighters that are still in their prime in their 30s i believe this other fighter was gutierrez was 31 yes yeah Yeah. so kind of like in that sweet spot for uh you're older you've been training for a long time um again you have a lot of experience now that you're kind of in your older age right but Um, your body's not giving up on you exactly so that sweet spot the prime of your career um right in the middle there um so yeah would have liked to seen go out on a win but as we discussed um nfl quarterbacks that retired didn't get to all retire with a super bowl win the way that peyton manning did and a lot of other athletes and other sports just had a kind of after the season was done or after it was their last fight if they're boxing or ufc it's been like this last one you know it's my body's telling me it's time and Maybe family is also telling me it's time. So, And that was the sad thing was that the announcers kept bringing up the fact that his kids were sitting there watching. Yeah. Um, and they were sitting right behind the commentators. So they uh, kept bring, it's like It's like there was no need for y'all to keep bringing that up. Okay, we get it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was still like an exciting night of fights. Like a lot of good ones happening that night. Um, and I guess, you know, it's, it's just an exciting sport to see so many people in the crowd get so amped up over just about anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of energy it's entertainment, there. Yeah. And, um, like I said, it's pay-per-view. So, um, me, the most I've seen it is either at a buddy's house, like you said, or at a bar or restaurant. Um, cause they'll have them on. That oh, way yeah. you don't have to pay for it. But, I mean, if you're in an atmosphere like that, um, even people that don't typically watch it, I think their eyes are kind of glued to the screen still. Right. And then everyone's like, yeah, woo. Yeah, like I don't everyone, really watch it, but the, I'm just like, whoa. Yeah. Look like, at that. That dude just took 10 punches straight in the <laughs> face and is still standing. Yeah, I mean, everybody's shouting. I mean, like That's you said, the, the punches, uh, the the stuff on the ground, the grappling, um, I mean, uh, different kicks and stuff. I mean, your feet are moving up to like 25 miles an hour. Uh, I mean, just like vicious, nasty stuff. But again, it's like an accident. Sometimes you can't look away. I mean, it's <laughs> like uh, also just one of those things that, I mean, action movies are popular and a lot of other things are popular. So this people want to see this um so it's kind of cool that they've now found their lane um they're very respected and appreciated by a lot of different uh people and fans oh yeah for sure well 
best of luck to him and whatever he does after this. Yeah. Um, obviously a, a great career. Definitely. And a good man. So Absolutely. All right. Um you got more news or I do not the wrap up. That is a wrap up. I mean, we do have this game coming up. Uh that's, that's obviously true. Sports we do news. have to talk about that game. <laughs> it was uh wow. I cannot believe how it turned out. Right. The the ability of some of these players. Like you see them step out and you're like, Really? They're playing that guy? <laughs> it's like Whoa, they actually did really well. Exactly. And then there's other ones that like just fall flat on their face. But, you know, I'll let you introduce it. That's, that's your job. Not yeah, mine. absolutely. So this segment upcoming is poster, post-game analysis. Um, so for this one, we are going to be covering the fastest game on ice. Oh, game yeah. we have not talked that much about. Uh, we're going to be talking about hockey, folks. And let me tell you, they were going really fast. Sometimes they really it was were. hard to even tell who was doing what. I know. I mean. But don't worry. I'm a pro. I'm good <laughs> at slowing things down in my mind as I'm watching it, so I know exactly who was playing in this game. Yeah. Um, athletes uh, all across the board, we talked about that they um, – Obviously, exceptionally fast on the ice. Um, they can fight. Um, they can check. So you gotta be fast. You gotta be physical. And then, obviously, being a goaltender is such a unique skill set. I mean, you're literally having a puck shot at you, and you're using your body to defend it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this game obviously ended with one winner and one team that fell just short. Mm-hmm. So winning team scored four goals and the losing team won, or scored three goals. So who was playing again? Who scored four and who scored three? Oh, the winning team, you know, just by, by, by a hair, but mm-hmm. still coming out as the underdogs here. Uh, the Rebel Alliance. Rebel Alliance. Gotcha. 100% <laughs> did a fantastic job in this game against the the new Founding Fathers of America. The Founding Fathers of America, uh, From yeah. the Purge. So, you know, when you see a team like that, they're very scary. Very scary. Even scarier than when they played the Empire. Um, and so for the Rebel Alliance to go up against this sort of group of people that like it's just terrifying the ideals they bring sometimes but um and with hockey you can get down and dirty you can get yes, violent in this game absolutely so, uh it was a rough one but they they did come out on top they did show them who's boss and that the rebels you know they really really pulled through in this i would say so so typical for this game and this league they announce three stars of the game at the end they have them skate out and announce them one by one uh with their stats and i was a little surprised with this you can see stars of the game from both teams and with this being such a close game i thought i'd see players from both sides but uh in this one the decision was three players from the rebel alliance so i'm just gonna go down from the first to the last. Um, so first was the player that ended up with two goals. I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, who was this first star of the game? You know, it's it's kind of odd because you know these teams follow the theme of you know election day. You know, political <laughs> political people or political characters um, in 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 movies and TV shows. And 
Um, they really got this one in on a stretch, but I'm glad they did because it's really what, what synced them the win. Uh, but somehow they were able to get approved Stone Cold Steve Austin, <laughs> uh, you know, the 1996 king of the ring. So oh, he was a yes, king. That's true. And that's where they were <laughs> able to get him on the team. And, it, you know, and if it weren't for that, they might not have won this one. So I would say honestly, I I love when we could find loopholes and be able to bring in such good players into the team. I think that's great. So good job, uh, Steve Austin. Yeah, absolutely. Um and now these guys coming up next, or gals. <laughs> um, it was hard but, to see, very hard to see. Uh, but <laughs> um, these next two stars uh, both had two assists each. Um, but the second one um, was above um, just because of the involvement in the uh, game, um, just skating around and uh, making stuff that, plays that didn't show up necessarily in the the box score um right. but just uh doing things to inevitably help the team more so the second mm-hmm. star who were they again yeah it's definitely someone who's more like in the background but at the same time everyone knows him everyone loves him mm-hmm. uh mayor mccheese <laughs> he did a fantastic job uh really just sliding through sizzling on that ice so uh i'm i'm surprised he didn't fall over on this one and lose <laughs> his 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 top bun but you know he really made it through um with his assists like he, he was very helpful to the team in this game yeah very important uh very good uh puck handling skills i was surprised um but for the position they asked him to play uh center um it's just it comes with the territory oh yeah uh, he also uh won a number of face-offs i thought that that was uh again i didn't know how he was gonna fare but yeah i mean since he, he barely has a face <laughs> uh maybe it was just scary to the opponent <laughs> they're um, just like where th- where's the mouth <laughs> they are face to face uh during these face-offs uh, hence true. the name um so yeah maybe, maybe just... it was just the smell he was just uh <laughs> yeah he was like this is an intoxicating smell <laughs> i'm so so hungry for a mcdouble now <laughs> That's really what distracted the uh, the person in the face off and allowed Mayor McCheese to, you know, do his job right. I would agree. And then uh, lastly, the third star, um, decent amount of shots on goal, none of them going in, but um, was able to get um, some passes off and get those to the right player that was able to uh, score some goals. So we again have the third star that also had uh, two assists. So who was this again? Oh yeah, you know he—he's always there. He's always helping people out. He's—he's he's a fantastic uh, leader, but also fantastic with the way that he can assist his team and know what's best for them. Uh, so even though he tries to make those hits and tries to sink it in, sometimes the assist is the better option, and he knows when to make that. So Mayor West um, <laughs> of Cohog, he—he he really stepped it up in this game. I think he did a great job. Yeah, it's a team sport. You'll hear people say that. So can't always be the one uh, scoring multiple goals a game. But if you're getting multiple assists a game, uh, your team is probably going to be on the winning side of things. Oh, yeah. And with this, I mean, one assist and one goal made the difference in the game. Um, So going down the list here, I did want to do the scoring summary. So um, as we know... The 
uh, Rebel Alliance scored multiple goals. Um, mm-hmm. Stone Cold. They yeah they they came out uh, hot early uh, in the first period, scoring two, and then the losing team. Yeah, the is, losing has, team has a the, long name. The, the new founding fathers <laughs> the, of America. The new founding fathers yeah. of America scored one. So um, and that period two to one in favor of the uh, Rebel Alliance, mm-hmm. and then. Our star of the game in the second period, I mentioned that we would get back to this, scored his two goals in the second period to have the Rebel Alliance go up 4-1 to one against right. the uh, new founding fathers of America. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then this third period, this is what, what you were mentioning earlier, you didn't know how it was going to uh, end up. Are we maybe going to go to overtime? Um it was a real possibility because the new founding fathers of America were able to score two goals oh, yeah. uh, in that third period to get it to three scores for them, four scores for the opposing team. Unfortunately, they were not able to get a couple of those last shot attempts mm-hmm. in the net for a goal. We were not able to go into overtime and potentially a um, shootout situation. Mm-hmm. Um but it, it was a nail-biter at the end there. Oh, yeah. Um, when you bring out, like, your, your star players, like King Kong and Emperor Zerg, like, <laughs> side by side, you normally wouldn't think that they do really well. Uh, but since King Kong takes up most of the, the rink, like, yeah. it's kind of hard to get around him. So they were able to make that first shot and then figure out a way to make that second shot. But um, eventually, Kong got a little distracted and wasn't really able to... Um, to assist as well as he wanted to, and um, and I think that's really what what stopped the the new founding fathers of America from really um, picking it up in this game. I think they should have subbed him out for for one of their other players. They yeah they do. There's often time line changes. They're in there for a few minutes at a time to keep fresh because when they're out there, I mean, it's back and forth um, from both sides laterally and. Um, just a, a lot of movement. I mean, they're gassed by the time they're coming out. And like you oh, said, yeah. some of these bigger players, um, these defensemen, uh, of course, that are kind of enforcing things and checking people and uh, trying to get the um, to get their team to get the puck inevitably and eventually. Um, yeah, just uh, something that takes the wind out of some people. Um, but I do want to highlight for the new Founding Fathers of America um, – there was a player that had a goal in the um, first period, and then they had an assist also in the third period. So they were one of the front runners in the effort to come out the gate and score, and then also at the end there, um, not make a selfish play, be selfless, and pass it to another that had an opportunity Um for an open goal uh, and be able to score. So who was this player uh, that was doing everything that they could for the new Founding Fathers of America? Um, well, you know, in that when he made that goal, uh, it was really hard for the refs to call because technically he also went into the net with the, the <laughs> puck. Um, but, you know, I think as long as the puck goes through it's fine i I really don't think it's a problem so it's got to cross that red line yep the head of richard nixon um you know it's it's just a disembodied head Mm -hmm. glued or or tied to some some ice skates 
So I'm I'm really confused at how they get this character uh, approved in the league, but um, somehow he's able to make a lot of good plays, and he was able to get that puck in along with himself. Sure, he was carrying it in his mouth, but you know the refs <laughs> didn't call it, so it's fine. And then uh, yeah, his assist as well. He was able to uh, you know get that puck uh, spit it over at the right person and. <laughs> And then it made its way uh, where it needed to go. So, And then I'd also like to point out uh, another player that had a goal in the third period. Um, they got it during a power play. So as you know, one of the um, Rebel Alliance uh, teammates committed a penalty, uh, and they were in the penalty box. So oh, yeah. they were down one player, and this allowed the opportunity for a new founding uh, founders of America yeah. to be up a man and then be... yeah you never like mm, that's that's the problem when you put Jar Jar Binks into play <laughs> he's clumsy and you never know if like it's actually he's trying to like hit someone or <laughs> if he just tripped on his own feet so uh, yes he's a senator but like <laughs> he really should not be out on that field I really hope that he they don't you know continue his contract this next <laughs> renewal because He's not useful to the team whatsoever. Probably time to hang up the seat, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a player on the new Founding Fathers of America was able to get a goal as a result. And that kind of, again, went down to this nail-biter situation. Um, but who was this player that scored again? Jafar. Oh, yeah. Come on, you don't recognize Jafar? No. Come on. He's, he, he gets to use his like little snake scepter instead of his... his hockey stick they let let him do that and it that thing has so much power sometimes it like slithers like i think it has a <laughs> life of its own um but it was able to uh get that that shot in and they we thought they were going to be on the come up but the rebel alliance really pulled through despite jar jar binks's shortcoming yes i would agree um so yeah that pretty much wraps up the 60 minutes that took place um in this game, a little bit of a different format. Three periods. You mm-hmm. may have not heard me mentioning the fourth. You're probably used to hearing the fourth quarter. Um, but yeah, we got three 20-minute periods instead of 15-minute quarters. Um, so that, unfortunately, was the way that it ended, unfortunately, for the New Founding Fathers of America. But fortunate for the Rebel Alliance for them to come up mm-hmm. on top. Um I would like to say that this was a game that actually took place uh, between the L.A. Kings and the Detroit Red Wings. So I think it's funny that the L.A. Kings have a king in Stone Cold Steve Austin. (laughs) I thought that was funny. I kind of wanted to blurt that out during. Um, But... Uh, we've well, already... Both sides had a king, okay? King <laughs> Kong was on the other side. That's, that's true. Um, I either wanted to do, uh, because we've already talked about the um, Capitals, um, I wanted to either do the Detroit Red Wings or the Columbus Blue Jackets. Red, white, and blue. Mm. Oh, <laughs> um, there we go. And then, obviously, we talked about the stars of the game. So, mm. uh, for this election month. Um, but it was... 
more of a one-sided affair. Um, it was six for the Islanders and zero for the Blue Jackets. So I thought this game was a little closer and gave opportunities to talk about players from both, both teams sides, yeah. as we did in this segment. So right. that wraps up our poster post-game analysis. We hope you folks enjoyed that. Hope you enjoyed the game. <laughs> hope you watched it too. It was a nail biter. Yeah. Um, if you watch the game, feel free to let us know on social media. We could compare notes and be like, uh, yeah, you're right. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin did play like uh, the defenseman Dursey from the Kings or, you know, Larkin uh, scoring that power play goal. Um, they did kind of have some resistance. Yeah, a little. Uh, to, sure, uh, why not? Yeah, to uh, other, you know, the characters that you mentioned. So, yeah, um, that would be fun. Uh, again, tried a different sport here, so if you have any suggestions, let us know. Um, but that wraps up this segment. This segment for next week is going to be Devin's Director Cut, where we are going to do a movie of an athlete um, casted by Wes here. Yep. But obviously it has to follow a theme so and yeah, the theme following of this the election month, day theme. Uh, don't want to give any spoilers, but we do already know uh, what we're going to be doing it on. Yeah, so, we have an idea in mind, so we'll see how we can get it to work out in the moment. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, maybe it'll turn around and end up being a comedy again, or maybe, maybe we'll blockbuster <laughs> hit. Maybe we'll uh, go down and do another serious one because we did a biopic uh, the first time around. Right. So, um, yeah, could go either way. Absolutely. All right, folks. Okay, and that brings us to our final bit, the two truths, one lie. Mm-hmm. Um, who wants to go first? You want to go me, first. Me yeah. want to go first? Okay. Yeah. All right, so following this month's theme of politicians and media and all that, um, which of the following actors has not had a political career? Okay, okay so... I keep formatting these wrong because it's supposed to be two truths and a lie. Does is that like the proper way to say it, or it's like, oh, one of these does not have a political career? Is it? No, I I follow what you're saying. Okay, I okay, do. Good. Uh, I last week <laughs> had to do mine on the fly because I set mine up incorrectly. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's I, you can tell that we're trying to trick each other here, folks. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> um, uh, so this is fine. Which yes. of the following actors has not had a political career? Clint Eastwood, okay. Jerry Springer, or John Wayne? Hmm. So, I'm just gonna go out on a limb here and say Jerry Springer had to have been a politician at some sort of time to in order to have. Such a primo position that he had. <laughs> I mean, who else but him could uh, host hold, the Jerry Springer show? Host the Jerry Springer show. And now and Baggage? Hold, That's a good show. I mean, like, hold things down in that kind of environment. I mean. <laughs> right, right. That does take a lot of pressure. Yeah. I um, feel like it could transfer well into a political career. Um. So, I know... A little bit about Clint Eastwood, and this is gonna be probably bad or embarrassing on my part. I know nothing about John Wayne, like at all. No, <laughs> nothing. Such a um, classic actor. Um, yeah, 
Could be. <laughs> um, uh, obviously, I know that's a real person. Um, Clint Eastwood is the director, right? Is um, directed a lot of films, correct? He acted too. Yeah. Acted too. Oh, um, he's like acted in things he's directed, right? I believe so. Yeah. Let's see. Hmm. I'm going to say that somebody... Now, um, has John Wayne directed at all or just acted? Uh, he's mostly acted and produced. Acted and produced, man. I could see how like someone that is a director could have a political background or somebody that's produced could have a political background. But, but we'll I mean, go... look at Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was just an actor and a bodybuilder and he's he's got a political career. You're right. I guess you're not... Uh, telling me exactly when and how and why um yeah obviously like these are all old dudes so like right these are all old dudes so they've been around for a while yeah so it could be anywhere between like 1920 and (laughs) i know i'm thinking about it like this is how they started their career and then kind of got that itch to do something different but obviously that's not going to be the case for everybody uh, like you said, not for Arnold Schwarzenegger. You should just throw him in here. Not <laughs> make it no, easy. that'd be too easy. I know. Um, so I'm just going to go with my gut and say that um, Jerry Springer, with his background, has been. Clint Eastwood, with his background, has been. John Wayne, I do not think, has been. Hmm. Interesting. Well, you see, you're right. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jerry Springer was mayor of Cincinnati at one point. He was also a candidate for Congress. Yeah, he's got mayor and Congress. Yeah. You know, so a like, lore, yeah. And I want to say it was somewhere in between the Jerry Springer show and Baggage. So, like, he was did the Jerry Springer show. Then he did, um, he was mayor. And then now he hosts Baggage or whatever. Okay. Uh, so, I don't know. I just think that's weird. You know, there's not very many um, politicians that you see or, like, I don't know, actors turn politicians, whatever. Like, I guess it's odd to me for them to like do that and then just come back and still be like this famous guy. I don't know. Well, something that I hear people talk about all the time is they want Dwayne the Rock Johnson to run, run for, for president. president. Yeah. I know, obviously, that's a little bit of a joke, but at the same time, he's such a likable person uh, who hasn't really came out and officially stated which way he leans or if he leans any way at all um yeah or said that like he wouldn't exactly um seems to kind of be considering it a little bit so um yeah i think that this is kind of just who people recognize more Mm -hmm. so they kind of are like this is the answer um yeah clint eastwood was uh mayor of carmel california okay carmel by the sea i want to say is the full name of the the town and it was for a short period of time very short um, and John Wayne, um, he was, he's actually one of the most well-known actors to be super vocal about his, uh, political views and leanings. Okay. Uh, very conservative man. Um, and he was actually asked to run in Texas and to be a running mate in Alabama and he declined both times. Okay. So, um, he almost had a political career. It was I close. See what you, I see what you're doing. It's yeah. close, but he didn't. So he declined both times and rather would support the candidates that the party had chosen or something like that. So, so yeah. 
It's a close one. It's a close one. Yeah, I agree. You threw some things in there to stump me. And hey, if I would have guessed wrong, then like you said, there was opportunities for them to maybe run. So hey, you know, so you're partially there. right, I guess. <laughs> no. So what does that put you? Uh, two I'm at and two and one. one. Yeah. And then we'll see Dang. where you're going to be at. You have an opportunity to go either two and one or one and two. Oh, boy. So we'll see if we'll still be knotted up and have to potentially come up with tiebreakers. Or if they're... That could also be an opportunity next week. But let's just see if I can separate myself just a little bit. Give myself yeah. a little bit of breathing room. See what you can do. Okay, let's yeah. see. Let's see. So another sport I have not talked about. Maybe I've mentioned it, but have not talked about it in further detail. Uh, so I'd like to mention it in Two Truths and a Lie is Formula One. So Formula oh, One or F1 is the highest level of single seat, open wheel, and open cockpit professional motor racing contest. Um, so they host Grand Prix in countries such as Mexico and Brazil. Um, these cars, they're sponsored by teams. So the first ranked team right now is Red Bull. And I chose not to include that in Two Truths and a Lie because it would kind of be an outlier and I yeah. didn't want to make things too obvious. So a lot, or yeah, the next following teams and then even thereafter is car manufacturers. Um, so which of these is not an F1 team? Oh boy. <laughs> so uh, Bugatti, Ferrari, and Mercedes. Oh, man. <laughs> now, these are obviously all real manufacturers. Right. But one of them is not a team for F1. So it's Bugatti, Ferrari, Mercedes-Benz. Yep. I mean, just judging off of the type of cars that they make, Bugatti's known to, to have, like, the fastest car or whatever right now. Mm -hmm. Ferrari makes sports cars. Mm-hmm. Mercedes-Benz makes luxury cars. Okay. So I feel like it wouldn't make sense for them to sponsor a team. But they have a lot of money, mm -hmm. so they very well could sponsor a team. Right. I'm going to go with Mercedes-Benz. I'm just going to go with it. Yeah, I hear you. Um, unfortunately for this one, it blended in in plain How sight. How dare you hear me? <laughs> um, no! No! <laughs> Uh, so the second ranked team right now is Ferrari, and the third ranked team right now is Mercedes. Bugatti is not a team. Really? Yes, Bugatti oh is not goodness. a team. Uh, there's some other high-flying vehicles and luxury vehicles. There's... I know Cheez-Its has a team, right? <laughs> no, I think you're. Uh, I think you're thinking of NASCAR now. Oh, yeah. Those right. are the same thing, right? <laughs> um. There's Aston Martin, obviously going down for some more vehicles. Um, but, yeah, we, let's see. We also have uh, McLaren vehicles. Um, yeah, Red Bull's number one, but that's really the only, like, there's not Monster Energy. There's not right. Cheez-Its or Doritos. Well, I, I knew yeah. Red Bull had a team. I knew mm -hmm. that. Um, I just, yeah, I didn't know that there was no Bugatti. I didn't know the rest of the teams. I just have heard of red bull having a team i've seen it i've seen them advertise it <laughs> max verstappen who max verstappen that's the racer i didn't say i right knew now. who the, the racer oh. was i just said i knew they had a team well that's that's <laughs> number one right now red bull and max verstappen I've, I've certainly heard the name um 
But yeah, that's another sport that I'll probably have to cover. Um, haven't been into much racing in the past, um, but got to give the fans what they want. So F1 is really popular right now. I believe there's a Netflix series uh, that's kind of made it catapult into, um, I guess, viewers' sight. Um, so yeah, that's popular right now. Uh, NASCAR and other racing sports have been around for a while. Um, but yeah, that's just a little more knowledge for you here. Um, so we got two and one Devin and one and two Wes. Uh, so still a possibility uh, here down the still stretch. Still close. I yep. can still come back. Absolutely. We've got a holiday week episode next week. Um, so it'll be coming out the day before Thanksgiving. And then we've got the last week of the month, right? Or no, yes. would that be December? I got to look at this calendar. Oh, no. Nope. There's still two episodes left of this month. So this is a rare for us five-week month um, where we might have to have a, a different bit at the end here. Yeah, folks. If you have any input, now would be the time for the first annual or the first inaugural. What is it? <laughs> uh, election. <laughs> like? um, <laughs> election. I think it's like a... Every three months is five weeks, or every yes. three or four months, because I want to say that it'll be a while until we have another one. Our next one won't be till March, so we might just have to come up with something that's a little more temporary and and doesn't really need to happen every single month, but um, something yeah. that you folks don't enjoy is what we're going to something do. you hate. <laughs> that's what we love to do. Yeah, so that way. When we don't do it again for a while, uh, nobody's too upset. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Well, that ends us off uh, for our episode this week. Join us next week for Devin's Director's Cut. Yep. Um, And you'll see what what we're making a movie about this time. And, uh, yeah, that's it for us. As always, you can find me on Twitter at WSkimMilk. Or on my website, wskimmilk.com, for my other podcasts. Devin? You can find me on Twitter, DevinLang32, for NFL and fantasy football analysis. And also be sure to check out Shoot Your Shot Sports for other podcasts, other blogs. I also, in my free time, am going to be uh, just writing some short-form blogs, uh, just little random ideas that I have. Uh, more comical stuff, nothing to be taken too seriously. And I'll be um, writing poetry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I'll be promoting that on Twitter as well, but be sure to check out our uh, presenting network and website. Yeah, so I'll check that out, shootyourshotsports.com, and uh, we'll see you next time. See ya. If It Has a Score is available on all your favorite podcasting providers. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Shoot Your Shot Sports, and more. Thank you again for tuning in. We will see you next week.